You are now listening to Unsolved Mysteries and Cold Cases. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, your guide into the shadowy depths of the unresolved, the enigmatic, and the chilling. Each episode, we'll delve into baffling disappearances, unsolved crimes, and tales that have slipped through the cracks of time and memory. Through interviews, expert analysis, and meticulous investigation, we'll attempt to piece together the puzzles that have perplexed minds for years. So, if you have a curious heart and a mind unafraid of the shadows, join me in unraveling the enigmas that refuse to be forgotten and give voice to the silent tales hidden within the folds of history. In the heartland of America, tucked away between the rolling plains and sprawling farmlands of Ohio, sits the quiet town of Circleville. Known for its annual pumpkin show, it's a place where the pace of life is slower, where everyone knows their neighbors, and where secrets are hard to keep. It was the unlikeliest of places for one of the most confounding mysteries to unfold. The year was 1976, and like any other, the year promised a simple, predictable rhythm of life for the inhabitants of Circleville. The days passed with school bus driver, Mary Gillespie, ferrying children to school and back, her husband, Ron, toiling away in his job, both of them living a modest but content life. Until one day, the rhythm was broken. A letter arrived, the first of many, bearing no return address but filled with malicious intent. The anonymous writer accused Mary Gillespie of a scandalous affair with the school superintendent. It was a claim both shocking and unthinkable, one that brought the quiet Gillespie household under the scrutinizing gaze of a town that thrived on familiarity and recoiled at the unconventional. As more letters followed, each more menacing than the last, they permeated the town's consciousness, turning neighbor against neighbor, casting suspicion on friends and family alike. The town of Circleville, once a harmonious community, was now a stage for an unfolding drama of fear suspense, and mystery that would span decades. Thus began the saga of the Circleville Letters, a mystery that remains, to this day, an unsolved enigma, casting a long, puzzling shadow over the small town of Circleville, Ohio. Chapter 1. Introduction and Setting Circleville, nestled in the heart of Ohio, has always been a town of simple charms. At first glance, it seems like a place forgotten by time, where the ripples of the larger world seldom reach. The town square, with its idyllic boutiques and local eateries, whispers tales of a bygone era. Overhead, the sky stretches out, painting the day with a tranquil blue, or a fiery sunset, mirrored in the calm waters of the Scioto River that skirts the town's edge. Amidst this tranquility lived people of honest, hard-working ilk. There was Mr. Johnson, the elderly bookstore owner, whose keen eyes had read more stories than anyone else in town. Then there was Martha Green, the town's renowned baker, who had a heart as sweet as her pies. Both historical figures and everyday folk inhabited this quaint place, each contributing to the peaceful, routine fabric of Circleville. The town's biggest annual event, the Circleville Pumpkin Show, brought a burst of energy and color. People from all around would descend upon Circleville to marvel at the pumpkin displays, taste the flavorful pumpkin pies, and join the lively parades. This was the time when the town's calm demeanor would give way to festive cheer, 
an anomaly in their otherwise simple lives. But beneath this calm surface, unknown to many, a mystery was slowly brewing. As 1976 rolled in, the tranquility of this idyllic town was shattered. The very fibers that held the community together, trust, familiarity, peace, began to unravel. The cause? A series of anonymous letters, stirring a hornet's nest of accusations and suspicion, threatening to forever change the face of the quiet town of Circleville. Little did its citizens know, they were on the brink of a mystery that would grip their lives and leave an indelible mark on their peaceful haven. This was just the beginning of what would come to be known as the enduring mystery of the Circleville letters. Life was ticking along as usual in Circleville on a day that would soon stand out in the town's collective memory. Mary Gillespie, the trusted school bus driver, had just returned from her usual rounds. After a long day of navigating local routes, the sight of a letter addressed to her sparked curiosity rather than concern. Little did she know, opening this envelope would mark the beginning of a saga that would hold the town in its gripping thrall for decades to come. Mary had always been popular in Circleville, respected by adults and adored by the children she drove to school every day. She was married to Ron Gillespie, an amiable man known for his jovial spirit and kind nature. They led a content life, seemingly as ordinary and peaceful as their fellow townspeople. The letter, written in an aggressive hand, bore no return address. Unfolding the paper, Mary's eyes darted over the words. The message was clear and disturbing, an accusation of an extramarital affair with the school superintendent, Gordon Massey. The letter was scathing, accusing Mary of a scandal that would not only upend her life but also cause ripples of shock and suspicion throughout the town. The stark accusation left Mary reeling. The thought of the school superintendent, a well-respected figure himself, being drawn into this unsavory web of allegations was deeply unsettling. Questions spun in her mind. Who could have sent the letter? How did they know such intimate details of her life? And why were they so keen on causing disruption? For a while, Mary kept the letter a secret, too stunned and horrified to share its contents with anyone, even her husband. But as the accusations began to escalate, she realized this was not an ordeal she could face alone. The news of the first letter, once revealed, set off a series of events that forever altered the once serene landscape of Circleville. News of the strange, accusatory letter reverberated through the tight-knit community of Circleville. It started as hushed whispers behind closed doors, then morphed into anxious discussions at the town square. The townsfolk, including influential figures like Sheriff Dwight Radcliffe, found themselves drawn into a mystery that was growing with each passing day. It was a tale that gradually eclipsed the tranquil, everyday rhythms of their small-town life. Despite the growing tension, the Gillespie household tried to maintain a semblance of normalcy. Mary continued her school bus rounds, her heart heavy but her demeanor unchanged. Ron, her husband, went about his work, his jovial nature slightly dimmed but his support for Mary unwavering. Yet, the shadow of the anonymous letters loomed large over their lives. Then came the second letter. In the third, the anonymous scribe was relentless, each letter becoming more menacing. They targeted not just Mary but other townsfolk too.
From accusations of misconduct to threats of violence, the letters sowed seeds of suspicion and fear, turning neighbor against neighbor, friend against friend. What was once the idyllic town of Circleville had now become a stage for an insidious drama. It seemed as though no one was safe from the reach of the anonymous writer. A chilling realization began to grip the town. A sinister force was at play, knowing their secrets, watching their moves, and reveling in their growing terror. As more letters arrived, the mystery deepened. Who was the person hiding behind these venomous words? Was it a disgruntled neighbor, a jealous friend, or a complete stranger? Each person in the small town had their suspicions, their theories. But the truth remained elusive, hidden in the shadows of this unfolding enigma. And so, the mystery of the Circleville letters began to unfold, plunging the town into an era of unease and speculation. Chapter 2 Deepening Mystery and Growing Fear On a sultry day in August 1977, Ron Gillespie found himself on the receiving end of a phone call that would forever change the trajectory of this escalating saga. His usually cheerful face paled, and his brows furrowed as he listened to the menacing voice on the other end of the line. The caller claimed to be the person behind the anonymous letters, sparking an intense outrage in Ron. Fed up with the terror that had been inflicted on his family and community, Ron decided to confront the caller whose identity he claimed to recognize from the voice. He left his house, a revolver by his side, promising to return with answers. But Ron Gillespie would never make it back home. His car was found wrapped around a tree, a tragic sight that sent a wave of shock and despair through Circleville. Upon investigation, the police revealed a detail that added a chilling layer to the tragedy. Ron's gun had been fired. Did he use it in self-defense or was it in a confrontation gone horribly wrong? The questions loomed ominously over the townsfolk, the incident serving as a grim reminder that their lives had been irrevocably altered. Sheriff Radcliffe, a figure of authority who was initially skeptical of the gravity of the letters, now found himself at the center of a baffling case. It was no longer about unsettling letters and accusations. It had escalated to death and it was his responsibility to keep the community safe. As grief gripped the town, fear, too, took a firmer hold. The anonymous letters had claimed their first casualty. The accusations, the suspicions, the terror, they weren't just words on paper anymore. They were real, they were deadly, and they threatened to rip apart the very fabric of the once peaceful town of Circleville. The stakes had been raised and the mystery had deepened. The question remained, who was next? Several years passed since the tragic death of Ron Gillespie, but the town of Circleville remained under the ominous cloud of the anonymous letters. Fear had taken root, spreading its tendrils deeper into the hearts of its residents. Among them, Mary Gillespie had borne the brunt of the chaos, her life forever marred by the poison pen letters. In February of 1983, Mary was carrying out her regular duties, driving the school bus along the usual route. The otherwise mundane journey took a sinister turn when she spotted an alarming sign along the roadside. The sign, much like the letters, contained derogatory messages about her and the superintendent. Appalled and angry, Mary pulled over to remove the sign. 
what she found next escalated the mystery to a frightening new level. Attached to the sign was a box, rigged with a string. Within it was a loaded gun, set to fire upon the sign's removal. Mary had narrowly escaped what was clearly an attempt on her life. When Sheriff Radcliffe investigated, he found the gun was tied to none other than Paul Freshour, Mary's brother-in-law. The shocking discovery added a startling new dimension to the already complex mystery. Paul, a regular family man known to the community, was now under the shadow of suspicion. Meanwhile, the townsfolk grappled with the disturbing development. Their town wasn't just the backdrop of anonymous letters and accusations anymore. It was now the setting of an attempted murder. The mystery of the Circleville letters had taken a far more dangerous turn, with deadly traps replacing written words. The residents could only wonder with dread what horrors would the letter writer orchestrate next. Following the discovery of the booby trap sign, suspicion within the town of Circleville reached fever pitch. The close-knit community was fracturing under the strain of the relentless, anonymous tormentor. As Paul Freshour's name entered the fray, many found it hard to believe that one of their own could be the villain in this sordid tale. Paul was a well-respected figure, an active member of the community, and a familiar face at local events. His association with the Gillespie family and the lack of any perceivable motive made his sudden immersion into the mystery baffling. Could he truly be the author of the tormenting letters and the architect of the chilling murder attempt? Simultaneously, Mary's reputation had taken a hit. The persistent accusations in the letters and the dangerous signs she discovered had turned her life into a spectacle of whispers and judgment. Once a beloved member of the community, she was now an unwilling central figure in a dark saga that was tearing her town apart. Meanwhile, Sheriff Radcliffe was facing mounting pressure. His duty to protect the town had become a task more challenging than he could ever have envisioned. As suspicions turned to Paul, Radcliffe was tasked with conducting an investigation that could potentially indict one of Circleville's own. In the midst of it all, the residents could only watch with a sense of helpless trepidation. Friendships were tested, families strained, and the camaraderie that once was a hallmark of the town was replaced with uncertainty and fear. Everyone had become a suspect in each other's eyes. The unity of Circleville had been replaced with a palpable tension. Trust was a luxury they could no longer afford as the malevolent mystery continued to tighten its grip on the town. Chapter 3 The Suspected Culprit and Initial Resolution In the aftermath of the harrowing murder attempt on Mary Gillespie, Sheriff Radcliffe faced the daunting task of conducting an investigation that could potentially incriminate one of their own. Paul Freshour, a man once considered a model citizen, was now the prime suspect in this engrossing mystery. The revelation had left the townsfolk aghast, struggling to reconcile the image of Paul they knew with the villainous character the investigation was beginning to portray. Under the scrutinizing gaze of the sheriff, Paul maintained his innocence. He was unable to explain why the gun tied to the booby-trapped sign was traced back to him. Despite this damning evidence, he remained steadfast, pleading innocence at every turn. He insisted he had been framed, a claim that only added another layer to the already convoluted mystery. As the investigation progressed, 
the evidence against Paul began to stack up. His handwriting was compared to the anonymous letters, and while not an exact match, the similarities were enough to cast doubt. Under mounting evidence and the relentless pressure from the community, the law enforcement made their move. In 1983, Paul Freshour was arrested and charged with attempted murder. His trial was the talk of the town, a spectacle that offered both a sense of relief and a fresh surge of anxiety. Paul's arrest and subsequent conviction were supposed to bring an end to the town's nightmare. But, the reality proved otherwise. While Paul was sent behind bars, the impact of his arrest was felt across Circleville. The town was fractured, their faith in one another compromised. The unity they once enjoyed seemed like a distant memory, replaced by a lingering fear that overshadowed their daily lives. Even as they hoped for a return to their peaceful existence, the anonymous letters continued to arrive, perpetuating the feeling of unease. It seemed as though the arrest of Paul Freshour was not the end, but just another chapter in the haunting saga of the Circleville letters. Paul Freshour's trial was a spectacle that held the town of Circleville in its thrall. This was not just the trial of a man accused of a heinous crime, it was a moment that stood at the intersection of justice and fear, a beacon of hope that this horrific chapter in the town's history might finally close. The evidence against Paul was substantial. The gun, traced back to him, was the centerpiece of the prosecution's case. But it wasn't just the physical evidence that condemned him. The analysis of handwriting seemed to link him to the letters, further solidifying the case against him. Despite his persistent plea of innocence and the lack of a clear motive, Paul was ultimately convicted. His sentence, 7 to 25 years in prison for attempted murder. The town breathed a collective sigh of relief, hopeful that the conviction marked the end of the anonymous letters and their reign of terror. But the conclusion of the trial did not bring the closure the townsfolk had anticipated. The sense of victory was marred by the continuation of the letters. Despite Paul being behind bars, the letters kept coming, creating an atmosphere of lingering doubt and fear. Had they convicted the wrong man? Or was there more than one person involved in this elaborate scheme of terror? The questions that hung in the air were a grim reminder that the story of the Circleville letters was far from over. The trial and conviction of Paul Freshour, rather than bringing an end to the mystery, had merely added a new twist in the tale. As the town continued to reel under the impact of the seemingly never-ending saga, the Circleville letters carried on their silent, malicious dance, mocking the law, the conviction, and the frightened community that awaited the final curtain. Despite the unsettling continuation of the letters, the conviction of Paul Freshour provided the town of Circleville with a sense of temporary calm. The town tried to find normalcy amid the strange events, seeking solace in the routines of everyday life. The fear that had once gripped the community started to recede, giving way to a cautious optimism. Sheriff Radcliffe, a figure who had been at the forefront of the ordeal, hoped that the trial's conclusion signaled an end to the ordeal. He maintained a watchful eye, aware that the mystery was still unresolved but hopeful that the worst was behind them. Mary Gillespie, who had been at the epicenter of the entire saga, tried to rebuild her life in the aftermath of the trial. 
the woman who had once driven her school bus with a light heart was now a symbol of resilience. Despite the smearing campaign against her and the subsequent turmoil, she held her head high, trying to reclaim the semblance of her previous life. For a while, it seemed like the town of Circleville was experiencing a brief respite. The residents ventured out of their houses without looking over their shoulders, children played on the streets, and the local events started to regain their cheerful character. Life seemed to be limping back to normal, the shadow of the Circleville letters appearing to recede. However, this sense of peace was fleeting. The letters started to appear again shattering the veneer of calm that had briefly settled over the town. As the residents grappled with the reality of their persistent tormentor, the conviction of Paul Freshour seemed more and more like a hollow victory. The mystery was far from solved, and the terror was far from over. The brief respite only served as a cruel reminder of the peaceful past and the tormenting present. The town was once again plunged into an era of fear and suspicion, as the unknown scribe resumed their reign of terror. Chapter 4 A Twisting Tale Just as the town of Circleville was beginning to taste normalcy once again, the past came back to haunt them. The letters, bearing the same hauntingly familiar handwriting, began to surface again. It was like a ghost from the past rising, shattering the fragile peace that had settled over the town. This time, the letters were not restricted to Circleville. They started appearing all across the state of Ohio, their ominous messages spreading fear beyond the confines of the small town. From local individuals to high-profile political figures, no one was spared the torment of the anonymous scribe. What shocked the townsfolk even more was the fact that these letters were being penned while Paul Freshour was still behind bars. The realization struck like a bolt of lightning, casting doubt on the conviction they had put so much faith in. Had they been wrong in their judgment? Was the real culprit still at large, or was there more than one person involved in this nefarious scheme? Sheriff Radcliffe found himself thrown back into the enigma. The return of the letters was a grim reminder that the mystery had not been solved. The sense of security that the residents had started to feel was suddenly ripped away, replaced by the all-too-familiar fear and suspicion. Once again, the town found itself under the shadow of the Circleville letters. The return of the letters served as a chilling reminder of the unresolved past and the presence of an anonymous entity who still held the town in the grip of fear. As the letters resumed their torment, Circleville was plunged back into the sinister mystery, their brief period of peace merely a cruel interlude in an ongoing horror. As the Circleville letters resumed their reign of terror, a wave of doubt began to sweep over the town. It started as a ripple, a whispered question, growing into a roar of uncertainty that shook the very foundations of the trial and conviction of Paul Freshour. Paul had maintained his innocence from the outset. He had insisted he was framed, a plea that had been overshadowed by the damning evidence against him. But now, as the letters resumed while he was incarcerated, the townsfolk began to question the verdict they had so readily accepted. The whispers of doubt reached the ears of Sheriff Radcliffe. The same man who had played a central role in the arrest and conviction of Paul was now faced with the possibility of a grave error. Was it possible that they had convicted an innocent man while the Rayal culprit walked free? 
This doubt found voice in the letters from prison penned by Paul Freshour. Despite his predicament, he maintained a steady correspondence with the outside world, consistently declaring his innocence. The mystery deepened when even Paul began to receive the menacing letters in prison. This raised questions that couldn't be ignored. How could Paul be the author if he too was receiving letters while behind bars? As the doubt spread, it gave rise to various theories. Some speculated there was more than one person involved. Others proposed that the true culprit was someone else entirely, possibly even someone who held a grudge against Paul and wanted to frame him. The doubt regarding Paul's guilt was like a splinter in the community's mind, infecting their faith in the justice system and shattering the illusion of resolution they had clung to. The town of Circleville was once again thrown into chaos, where the lines between the innocent and guilty were blurred and the unseen hand behind the Circleville letters loomed larger than ever. In 1994, after ten long years, Paul Freshour walked out of prison on parole. The man who had entered as a convict came out with the same unwavering assertion of innocence. His release was a fresh jolt to the town's conscience, stirring the doubts and uncertainties that had been simmering beneath the surface. Paul's parole did not mark the end of his ordeal. He dedicated his newfound freedom to fighting for justice. He stood at the center of his own campaign, pleading his innocence to anyone who would listen. Paul didn't just voice his protests, he actively sought to uncover the truth. He started his own investigation into the Circleville letters, diving deep into the twisted plot that had marred his life. He chased leads, questioned old acquaintances, and turned over every stone in his quest for truth. Meanwhile, Circleville found itself in the throes of uncertainty. Paul's continued protests and the persistent appearance of the letters stirred up the fear and suspicion that had only just started to fade. The return of Paul was a grim reminder of the mystery that remained unsolved, the whispers of doubt growing louder with each passing day. In the midst of this turmoil, Paul continued his fight. His plight was a testament to his determination a man believed to be the culprit by many, yet relentlessly seeking the truth. His relentless campaign, while failing to conclusively prove his innocence, kept the mystery alive and brought attention to the unresolved enigma of the Circleville letters. As Paul waged his battle, the town watched in a mixture of apprehension and hope. Hope that perhaps the truth behind the letters would finally be revealed. Apprehension for the uncertainty that lay ahead. The Circleville Letters, a specter from the past, remained an open chapter in the town's history, a mystery that continued to loom over the lives of its residents. Chapter 5 Theories and Investigations The saga of the Circleville Letters was a mystery that remained stubbornly unresolved. Despite Paul Freshour's relentless efforts to unmask the truth, the unknown author of the letters remained a shadowy figure, elusive and beyond the grasp of justice. One of the most haunting aspects of this mystery was its apparent ability to transcend barriers. The letters had continued even when their suspected author, Paul, was behind bars. It was a detail that sparked countless theories, each more intriguing than the last. Was there more than one person involved? Or was there a mastermind still lurking in the shadows, unperturbed and untouched by the law? 
Sheriff Radcliffe, who had fervently believed in Paul's guilt, was left grappling with the complexities of the case. The continuation of the letters was a blow to his conviction, leaving him questioning his beliefs and the justice system he had so staunchly represented. The mystery of the letters held the town of Circleville in a relentless grip. The fear that had once ebbed with Paul's conviction resurfaced with a vengeance. The return of the letters, coupled with Paul's release and protests of innocence, added fresh fuel to the fire of uncertainty. The ordeal of Mary Gillespie also continued. The woman at the center of the storm found no resolution to the nightmare that had upturned her life. She was left to live with the shadow of the Circleville letters, a grim reminder of a past that refused to stay buried. The mystery of the Circleville letters, despite the passing of years and the relentless pursuit of truth, remained an open case. It was an enigma wrapped in fear and uncertainty, a tale of an unknown scribe who held an entire town hostage. As the years rolled by, the mystery only deepened, leaving more questions than answers in its wake. As the mystery of the Circleville letters remained unresolved, it gave birth to a plethora of theories, each trying to shed light on the baffling events that had shaken the small town. One of the most prominent theories was that of multiple authors. The continuation of the letters during Paul Freshour's incarceration lent weight to this theory. Could there have been a conspiracy, an orchestration by more than one person, each playing their part in this grand scheme of terror? Another theory that took root was that of the vengeful individual. Some speculated that Paul had been framed by someone bearing a personal grudge against him. Perhaps an enemy from the past, or a jealous acquaintance, had seen an opportunity to destroy his life and taken it. The theory of a love triangle also found its followers. Given the personal nature of the initial letters targeting Mary Gillespie and the superintendent, there was a possibility that the author was someone close to the duo. Someone who knew about their private lives in detail and had a reason to expose them. Then there was the theory of the external influence, positing that the author was neither Paul Freshour nor a resident of Circleville. Rather, an outsider with unknown motives was orchestrating the entire event. This theory, although less popular, added an intriguing dimension to the mystery. Amid the sea of theories, none seemed to fit perfectly. Each theory held some water, yet each had its holes and unanswered questions. The true answer remained as elusive as the author of the letters themselves. The town of Circleville was left with theories that swirled around like pieces of a jigsaw puzzle, each piece adding to the picture yet failing to complete it. The residents of the town, and those captivated by the tale, could only speculate and wonder at the truth that lay behind the mystery of the Circleville letters. As the authorities' efforts to unmask the Circleville letter writer reached a standstill, independent investigations sprang up. These investigations, driven by curiosity, a thirst for truth, or personal conviction, added a new dimension to the mystery. At the forefront of these investigations was Paul Freshour himself. Despite the heavy burden of his conviction, he undertook the task with unwavering determination. He pieced together every facet of his past, scrutinizing every relationship and altercation in search of a clue that might point to his tormentor. Simultaneously, the residents of Circleville weren't passive observers. Some conducted their own inquiries, 
driven by fear or curiosity. Conversations over dinner tables and fences turned to whispers of suspicions and theories. Everyone was an amateur detective, trying to unravel the mystery that had taken their peaceful town hostage. The wider world took notice, too. True crime enthusiasts, amateur detectives, and internet sleuths dove into the mystery. Discussion boards and online forums teemed with theories, evidence, and conjecture. Every possible angle was explored, every fact dissected, and every possibility considered. Among these independent investigators, a retired postal worker named Jim made headway. With his knowledge of the postal system and an obsession for unsolved mysteries, Jim traced the origins of the letters, following their path across Circleville and beyond. His investigation did not reveal the author, but it kept the story alive, adding fuel to the mystery's enduring flame. Despite these efforts, the identity of the Circleville letter writer remained a secret. The independent investigations, while contributing to the intrigue and keeping the mystery in the public eye, were unable to uncover the truth. As the years passed, the mystery of the Circleville letters remained an enigma, a chilling tale of an unknown scribe who held a small town under the shadow of fear and uncertainty. Chapter 6 Recent Developments and Unending Enigma With the passage of time, new pieces of evidence began to surface, illuminating the Circleville letters' case from fresh angles. Each discovery was a fragment of the past, promising a tantalizing hint of the truth that still remained shrouded in the depths of mystery. Among these new pieces of evidence was a letter found in the possession of an old Circleville resident. Long forgotten, this letter re-emerged, whispering the echoes of a past that refused to be silenced. It matched the characteristics of the infamous Circleville letters, and its content provided a new perspective, igniting once more the embers of speculation and intrigue. The advent of modern forensic technology also breathed new life into the case. Handwriting analysis, advanced profiling techniques, and the possibility of DNA testing hinted at a future where the curtain of uncertainty could finally be lifted. These developments spurred renewed hope and speculation, creating ripples in the stagnant waters of the case. With these new developments, retrospection became an inevitable companion. Residents began to look back at the tumultuous past, revisiting old memories and theories with fresh perspectives. They found themselves questioning the decisions made, the accusations leveled, and the verdicts passed. Paul Freshour, living out his years with the relentless determination that had characterized his fight for justice, found renewed vigor in these developments. With every new piece of evidence, every technological advancement, he saw a fresh beacon of hope in his quest for truth. The newly found letter, the possibilities promised by modern forensics, and the retrospective gaze of the community painted the Circleville letters' case in new hues. Yet, for all the promise they held, these developments merely grazed the surface of the enigma. The mystery of the Circleville letters endured, its roots embedded deep in the soil of uncertainty and intrigue. The town continued its wait, hoping for the day when the shadow of the past would finally be lifted. Despite the time that passed, the Circleville letters left an indelible mark on the small town. The echoes of the mystery, woven into the town's fabric, resonated far beyond the confines of Circleville.
the saga of the letters gave the town an air of intrigue that fascinated outsiders. True crime enthusiasts, historians, and those simply drawn to unsolved mysteries found themselves captivated by the tale of an unknown letter writer that held a town in suspense. The legacy of the Circleville letters wasn't just of fear and suspicion, but also of resilience. The residents, once tormented by the mystery, found a way to move forward. Life in Circleville resumed its normal rhythm, albeit with an underlying tune of the past that hummed quietly in the background. Yet, for some, the story was far from over. For Paul Freshour, the legacy of the Circleville letters was a lifetime spent fighting for truth and justice. His story, intertwined with the mystery, became a symbol of an unwavering quest for vindication. In popular culture, the Circleville letters found their place as a classic unsolved mystery. Featured in podcasts, crime documentaries, and even on a popular TV show, Unsolved Mysteries, the story captivated audiences around the world. The legacy of the Circleville letters was one of enduring mystery, a tale of a tranquil town thrust into the spotlight by an unknown letter writer. It was a story that transcended time and place, lingering in the collective memory of not just Circleville, but of the wider world. The letters may have stopped, but the legacy of their mystery lived on, capturing imaginations and keeping the town of Circleville forever etched in the annals of unsolved mysteries. As the years passed and the Circleville letters gradually faded from the headlines, the enigma remained steadfast, an unsolved puzzle that continued to haunt the collective consciousness of the town and beyond. The anonymous letter writer had left an indelible mark on the community, an enigmatic figure whose true identity remained hidden in the shadows. The people of Circleville couldn't shake off the lingering questions. Who was the letter writer? What were their motivations? Why had they targeted specific individuals with their venomous words? These questions, once urgent and immediate, now simmered in the background, woven into the tapestry of the town's history. Over time, the historical figures involved in the mystery became legends in their own right. Mary Gillespie, the initial target of the letters, was admired for her strength and resilience in the face of relentless torment. Paul Freshour, convicted yet proclaiming his innocence, became a symbol of unwavering determination and the pursuit of truth. The mystery of the Circleville letters persisted as a subject of fascination and speculation. True crime aficionados, armchair detectives, and curious minds from around the world delved into the case, sifting through the available information in search of hidden clues or overlooked details. Occasionally, new theories emerged, reigniting interest in the case. Speculation ran rampant, with some pointing to potential suspects and others proposing alternative explanations for the letter's origins. The unknown letter writer continued to be a subject of speculation, their identity forever shrouded in secrecy. Despite the passage of time, the enigma of the Circleville letters refused to fade away. It remained a captivating tale of mystery and intrigue, a reminder of the enduring power of unsolved puzzles that captivate the human imagination. The town of Circleville carried the legacy of the enigma, its residents forever marked by the experience. The letters had left an indelible imprint, shaping the community's identity and casting a perpetual shadow of uncertainty. 
the enigma of the Circleville letters remained an enigmatic chapter in the town's history, a haunting reminder that some mysteries defy resolution and continue to intrigue generations to come.